Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Ariana, and this is Royal Town Talking, podcast for what's on in Sutton Coalfield. Today, we'll be talking to up-and-coming singer and songwriter Emily Sambrook, who's just had her first single, Just Fine, released last Friday. Hey, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, hello, nice to meet you. (laughs) You must be really excited with the release of the single. So, three days ago? Yeah, three days. It feels like, I just, it feels like forever ago, but like, because it's so strange, we've heard the song a thousand times and now everyone else has and it's crazy. It's really exciting. <laughs> well, look, we'll go, we'll, we'll talk about the single shortly, but first, I'd love to know a little bit about yourself, how you started writing songs and how you got yeah. to where you are now. Uh, so I started writing songs like properly when I was like 11. I remember I used to, <laughs> I used to make like arts and crafts for like my family's birthdays. So I would write, write songs when I was six but like they were just like happy birthday yeah yeah like stuff like that like really <laughs> bad when I was 11 I probably started writing songs um because my brother passed away of a brain tumor um when I was 11 so it was kind of like the way I'd just like talk about things and just write something down and it just kind of became like a source of therapy I suppose mm. um and then yeah I've been writing ever since um and I started playing the guitar when I was about 12. We run an annual gig. Um, we've done it the last last time we did it before a whole pandemic happened. We actually did, um, it's called the Benefit Gig because my brother's name was called Ben. Um, and we actually did it at Royalston Town Hall. Um, so that was super cool. And it was the last gig before the pandemic. So um, yeah, we just just that was my first gig when I was like 12 and then I was just, ever since carried on doing it I guess. <laughs> so do you have a, a musical background? Do your family play any instruments or? <laughs> I mean they might say differently but I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair I have to give credit my dad's got quite a good knowledge of like he loves his indie bands and he has quite a good like ear for it um, in my opinion but in terms of background my mom's played the flute and my, yeah, that's it that's all we got. <laughs> so you play the guitar do you play anything else now uh I used to play the violin that was actually my first instrument so it comes in handy sometimes but um yeah just the guitar and then I can play the piano to an extent I'd like I could write a song on a piano but I couldn't like play Mozart at a gig do you know what I mean so yeah (laughs) so you said you picked up songwriting as a form of therapy right after Mm -hmm. after the tragedy unfortunately and do you find that you still use songwriting to to get through things to to understand feelings or oh god yeah I mean I'm 18 now so um life's just like there's always new something new to write about nowadays um so it's just always been like and I also noticed that like if I don't write I'm probably having a worse time in just like mentally and stuff so like I always know that if I just write it down and just like even because it's often when I, and I've 
talked, I go to a music college in Digbeth and um, we often all talk about how like two lines will just come to us. And that's the beginning of a song like, songwriting's amazing because you just like suddenly be in like on a bus and be like, oh, that's cool. And then write it down and yeah, it's kind of just, yeah, goodness all day long. <laughs> So what's your format for writing songs? You spoke about there about um, like a, a couple of lines coming to you on the bus or wherever. How do you then build that into a, an actual single? Um, I usually I'm very much um, I like writing real things. Um, so I'll usually let, let's say um, I started off with like the two lines uh, or whatever or like a couple of lines. Then I'll figure out what I'm actually trying to say in within these lines then write a concept around that and then and or vice versa I'll figure out some chords figure out what the chords are saying if that makes any sense mm -hmm. and then write a song around it that's kind of how depends on the day I suppose yeah <laughs> so do you have a, a home studio how has it been recording during a pandemic oh <laughs> interesting um well I, it was kind of, it was good for me um I didn't have like um a mac or like that anything to produce on um and then during the pandemic i kind of took the initiative of like i want to learn to produce and i'm actually going to do a degree in producing and business next year so that's kind of the pandemic kind of led me there which was cool um so i was kind of i got a macbook and i started producing like i do a bit of like my demos on logic and all of that um but i actually had the, the guy who produces me, his name's Sam Berry. And um, he actually got in contact with me. I did a live stream on Instagram and he got in contact with me. And he was like, I have this studio in my garage. Um, I really like your music, let's work together, that kind of thing. Um, and then we just kind of like, we get along well. So we just have decided that like, we'll work together. Cause it's so much more fun making music with like, not just by yourself in your room, in my opinion. So we now just like, he has a little studio in his garage it took a while for us to meet because we did a lot of emails and like Zoom calls and all this. Um, but now we're finally able to like meet and stuff. And uh, yeah, everything's going now. So yeah, it's been good. He was a good contact to find. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ins so Instagram kickstarted that all for you? Definitely. Yeah. He just like messaged me. I'd, I'd worked with, as I said, like I only started producing back in August last year. So I didn't feel like I was ready to. I never wanted to release, I obviously have all this, you have this catalogue as a songwriter, but I didn't feel like my production was good enough to post on like Spotify and all that at that point. So like, it, he just came at like the perfect time. And I'd met a lot of other producers who just didn't, I'd give, you often give a reference track to a producer. So someone that should sound like you. Um, and I'd often give them it and it just wouldn't fit exactly what I wanted. So, but he just kind of did it and, uh, yeah fit the criteria and then now we work really well together and yeah so now it's all good <laughs> that's great so just fine was released on the 4th of june yes yes it was <laughs> so you obviously started writing those lyrics a number of years ago how how did it come about then <laughs> to where we are today well so i wrote just fine actually back in 2019 mm -hmm. Um, August of 2019 and the reason I wrote it initially was because I had my first ever like promoters gig in Birmingham at the Sunflower Lounge and I wanted a new original song to play so I remember I was at my nan's got her keyboard with all their dust on it 
and just started like writing it um and um yeah it was just oh it was at the time i was in year 11 summer which is like you know your three your first three month long summer of like you know you're 16 and whatever and um it was just kind of like observations of that time and like a multitude of things um but i did have the first line of the song is every broken heart still beats which is actually a note that i wrote when i was like 12 because i was scrolling through my notes and i saw that and I'm, yeah just began writing the song around that i guess so yeah <laughs> do your friends influence you much with the writing do they help um, I'm actually the other day I came back from Spoons with my friend and we started writing a song just because why not do you know what I mean yeah uh but uh yeah I like as I said like I think it's so much better to like write with friends and like they also give like a different aspect on stuff and it's obviously obviously like you create I create more songs with people that are actually musicians but when you talk to people who are your friends who don't do music you still get like inspiration from what they've said or like they have a different perspective completely it's just nice to have other people around to say like I also think that with my music like you can be a, especially with production you can be like a proper perfectionist which like you could you could produce you could produce a song for like a year and you know just change little things but it's nice to have other people to kind of be like no that's good leave that there that's fun do you know what I mean so yeah <laughs> So with your first single now having been released, I imagine you've learned quite a lot from that experience and then going forward. Can you tell us a bit about that? So uh, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos and followed a lot of articles and all that jazz um, on how to release. Uh, and I've learned that uh, I focused a lot on the pre and like pre saves and like all that but obviously I think that I've realized I've still got stuff like coming out for just fine like now after the release but I think I've realized that it's actually probably more important to talk about the song after rather than before just because there's actually a song now um like I watched a video and you know they they said just like you are talking about an imaginary song when you're saying pre-saves like people there's not a song there's it's about to be released whereas after it's released people can like see what you're talking about kind of thing so I think I've just like I knew that but now it's like properly I understand it do you know what I mean so I think that's my um biggest thing I've learned for the next singles I think um when are the next singles coming ah well um I have so yeah they're coming out um so just found came out on the 4th of June so every six weeks from the 4th of June a single will be coming out um so the next single um, will be coming out on the 16th of July and then the next one's the 27th of August and then it's like the 3rd of October I think that's how it goes but yeah they're the roundabout the dates so pretty much um, a month a song a month and then beginning of October that's how mm -hmm. I think of it yeah so exciting things what's the next one called it's called take me back okay. it's um, well it's actually it's like it's a really fun song in the fact that it was the reason like me and Sam ever first started working together because he um I told him who my reference tracks were and I said like oh if you want to because we initially it was going to be I was the songwriter sorry if you can hear my dog <laughs> that's fine <laughs> it's very excited by birds um initially it was going to be like I was the songwriter and the singer and he was the producer what kind of dog is it 
He's a Lucas Terrier. Oh. Yeah. He's a little little Bobby is his name, and he's um, white and fluffy, and he's getting his hair cut tomorrow, so all very exciting things are going on. <laughs> so like uh, the rest of us during lockdown, he's not had a haircut. <laughs> oh, God, and he just, oh, God, he's just, his hair is just tangly, and just, and he hates you. Oh, yeah, it's a whole thing, but very excited for the hairdressers. Very <laughs> anyway, sorry, we digress. Yeah, anyway. Um, oh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, he. I, yeah, initially it was going to be I was a singer and he was, and I was a songwriter and he was the producer. Obviously, because this was just over emails and stuff, like we hadn't met and all that, and it would just been easier. And he made this like, literally, it was just drums, a piano, um, a little synth, I think, like a little little demo of this like three minute track, and I just wrote over it. And I remember I wrote it in a car because I was like, oh god, I've got to email Sam back and write this song. So I remember, and that was take me back. Um, so we have so many demos of Take Me Back because Take Me Back was done back in like August of last year, um, which was like Sam's version. And then we finally got to actually meet each other in September. So then we started Take Me Back together and it kind of then became like we'd produce together, like bounce ideas off each other, like, you know. Um, and then, yeah. So Take Me Back was cool because it's the, like I didn't initially write it and play it on the guitar it was Sam made the chords and I wrote on the track. So it's quite a different dynamic to the rest of the songs that are coming out. Um, so I think it gives a completely different vibe than any of the others. So I think that's cool. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one of your own songs? Oh. <laughs> Is that uh, like choosing between children? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> um, obviously right now it's just fine. Um, it's, I'm on a pretty, pretty much a high or just fine right now. But I have a song called Why, which is the third song that will be released. And I'm very excited for people to hear that. I think it's got the most um, meaningful lyrics and like the most, it's the most important to me. I don't, it's it's not as like, um, well, I still think it's catchy, but I think Just Fine's got this really like innocent, catchy vibe to it. Um, it's got quite sad lyrics, but it's it's still that like exciting, you know, quite like young vibe to it. Whereas I think Y just shows a bit of like more maturity and stuff and like, uh, yeah, I really like it. So I'm excited. <laughs> hmm. And I guess we can find these on Spotify. Are they on any other platforms? Oh, they're on everywhere. They're okay. On Amazon, Deezer, Apple, all of them. Yeah, fine. Just fine. Emily Sandbrook. I am everywhere. <laughs> and where can we find you on social media? Same Emily Sandbrook? Yes, it's Emily. Ah, well, I tried to get the same name for everything, and ob as obviously it's me, it didn't work. Um, so I am Emily Sandbrook underscore music on Instagram, Emily Sandbrook underscore music on TikTok, Emily Sandbrook official on Facebook, and Emily Sandbrook on YouTube. And I think that's all my social medias. I might have forgot one, but Emily Sandbrook anyway. So you know, <laughs> we'll find you for sure. Definitely. <laughs> Who would you say are your biggest musical influences, bands or artists? Ooh. Ah. Um, at the moment, I would give it to Rex Orange County and Kalani, which if you know those two artists, completely different vibes. Mm -hmm. Their music is really like inspiring me. Um, and I think that their songwriting is really cool and like the productions behind their songs. I mean, one's like very like bedroom pop indie 
and another one's very R&B. But um, both vibes, I think, like, the production behind it and, like, the songwriting, oh, all of it, it's just beautiful. I love it. <laughs> How would you describe your own sound, your own music? Ah, I've had to do a lot of research because when you assign your song to, like, a playlist, they'll say, like, oh, what are you? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> now I do. Um, I would, well, that's the thing as well with, like, I think I would, I'm always going to be under the umbrella of pop like but obviously I think um people like there's a massive stereotype behind pop and it's like it's quite a big umbrella if you say you're pop that's like a massive genre of like you know um so I'd say that I'm very much like a bubblegum bass um and I've got a bit of like bubblegum pop in it as well like well that's for just fine then I'd say like take me back it's like a completely different not completely different again as I say pop but not the same bit more of an r&b flair to it so yeah kind of um i'm gonna just say i'm the umbrella of pop and kind of go across the scale as you will <laughs> that makes sense okay so now that restrictions have started to lift here in the uk i guess you'll be going back to some live gigs yes i did my first live gig after this like third lockdown i think it is um last week um which was very exciting and then I've got Just Fine's headline gig in on the 17th of June. So that is, what, I think like a week and a half. So very excited for that. Um, and then I've got two other headline gigs for my two other releases. Um, and then I'm also playing in Stratford in September. So, yeah, got lots of gigs planned. So very excited. And I guess we can find all of these on your socials, right? Ooh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. We'll check those out. <laughs> And if you could work with someone, collab with somebody, past or present, who would it be? Oh, John Lennon. Like, imagine. Like, yeah. Imagine being in the room with him when he wrote Imagine. Like, imagine. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to see his, like, I mean, actually, probably the, like, and the, and the, I mean, I'm not trying to be, like, basic, but, like, imagine being in the room when, in 1960s, when the Beatles were doing all these things that had never been done before. Like, I think that's just, like, incredible you know what I mean like just to see all of this stuff that all we take for granted now that all this stuff that's so easy to do but they like started all this stuff and these experimenting and I think that'd be cool to go to <laughs> generally we like to finish with a couple of uh standard questions that I ask everybody so I'd like to know what the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months is and why it could Ooh. be something Covid-related, personal, professional. Oh God, my mind is blank. Surprise, I've had. Um, maybe. You know what is surprising? Was um, I was very surprised how many live streams. I'm going to say that because I feel like I never ever in my whole music career thought I'd do so many live streams and. Um, the whole of February of March of this year was like a live stream every week. And that was quite, it was really good, really exciting. It was nice. And it, and it didn't feel so weird to go back to live gigs mm. because I've done these live streams. But I just, I never would have expected to ever do live streams. So now I'm going to say that was my surprise. Corona. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> it did that. <laughs> and do you remember, well, I was going to say what the first record you, you bought was. Obviously, you're probably a bit too young to have ever bought a record. But... <laughs> The first 
album, whatever it was that you bought? Well, I, I don't know what. The first, I would say the first one for me, actually, was um, Adele 19. Mm-hmm. I think I was, I must have been like five or six. I don't know. I was quite young. I don't remember. But I would listen to that. Like I brought the actual CD of it and I played it on my CD player every night when I went to bed. But the first song that I remember I made my nan buy for me on her little iPad na- iPod Nano was Love Story by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Had to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Everyone loves a bit of Taylor Swift. <laughs> and do you have a secret skill? What's your party trick? Oh, what's my party trick? Mm. Oh, all I do is sing and play the guitar. What else have I got? Um, I can... Um, what do I do? I talk a lot. That's my, probably my biggest skill. No, I'm joking. Um, I can... What do other people say? I feel like I don't... I feel like I'm boring. I feel like I don't have What do it. other people say? I don't know. Some people can... Like, I've got a weird bendy elbow. I can, like, twist my arm around all the way, which is kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> or, I don't know, are you, like, an amazing baker? Um, can you speak another language? Ah, no. Can you curl your tongue? Oh, I can tell my tongue. I can. There we go. There you go. Hey, and well, I've seen proof. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but I, I would say something. I wouldn't say this is a skill because you've said you can like bend your arms and you know whatever. I can, and the, I'm not going to do this at a party. So anyone who goes to a party with me in the future, I will not be doing this. However, I can like if I, I don't know if you can hear it. Can you? Can you hear that? Oh, that is not like I'm not clack, cracking my knuckles. That's literally like the first part of my finger. Like I can do that whenever I please. I can just can you do that with all of them. Yeah, except my thumbs. But everything I can just. And I, I do want to see a doctor about it because I'm not sure it's very good. For me. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna get arthritis. But you know, it's a good old party trick, I suppose. <laughs> That's very. So for everyone who can't see this, because this will just be uh, audio for everyone on the podcast, uh, Emily was just kind of moving your thumb up and down and it was making that weird crack sound yeah just moving the knuckle <laughs> wow yeah okay <laughs> i get to meet anyone else that can like just like the top parts of their fingers just crack them yeah so, anyone who can just hit me up let me know let's do some cracking together it'll be fun <laughs> brilliant well look emily i wish you all the best for the future um and hopefully speaking to you again sometime and we'll be uh getting listening to just fine beautiful thank you so much for having me you're welcome (laughs) take care how was that all okay yeah yeah it was really good i really enjoyed it thank you good good have you actually got an album coming out as well then are you doing that i haven't got an album i've just got these singles coming out Mm -hmm. um because I kind of don't want to do an album until I have more of a fan base. You know what yeah, I mean? I feel like it's quite um, not, and and I, and I believe that people that that release them and they haven't got a fan base, I think that's cool too. Because I think you know, if you want to do something, absolutely. I think just right now where I'm at, I wouldn't want to. But even mm-hmm. if I don't have a fan base at like 23, I'd probably release an album then, just for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, why not? Exactly. Exactly. Well, you've got six singles to start with, right? So that's a a really good start for sure. (laughs) Definitely. And keep writing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, that's that's everything from me and from us. So thank you ever so much. Thank you. Um, 
I've got to record another little bit, so I'll stay on and do that. But you're welcome to to carry on with your evening. Thank you for your time. Perfect. Thank you so much. I'll see you you're soon. You're very welcome. Take care Bye. of yourself. Thank Bye. You. Join me next time when I'll be talking to Zoe Toft. And finally, thank you to all our listeners. Please leave a review, good or bad. It's the only way we can find out if you are enjoying the content and how to improve. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.